Tuesday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Like it on Spotify, Apple, everywhere. And make your friends do it. Just break into their phones. Just just subscribe. Download the episodes. Listen when they're not looking. Just just doctor our our uh, our listens as much as you can. That's a good idea. Uh, another good idea is to make sure you read the scoring criteria. You could. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we talk judging in MMA. Once in a while. When when our voices work. Yeah, Scott's voice works. It does. It's back. He's uh, back. Which is great because last week I got some feedback from a listener uh, who listened to our show. You know, long time listener to the show. And, uh, well, they said I sounded like death. And you know what? I did. I yeah. did sound like death. Yeah. That's good. That was accurate. <laughs> that was an accurate assessment. So good job uh, on that. But I'm back. My voice is here. Uh, I would say it's, I'm going to put it at like 98% back. I was talking about this with my wife. I think my I think my voice is like 98%, 98% back. 98. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty specific. Yeah. I don't know. It feels almost there. Okay. But just like once in a while. I still, yeah. I don't want to get into the to the yuckiness of it. But, you know, I'm yeah. getting over a cold. Gotcha. gotcha. You know, it, it, it took a while to get over the... The remnants of it, I guess, is what really happened. So, you know, I lost my voice even when I didn't feel bad anymore. It was just like, well, that stunk because I can't talk to anybody. But we still managed to do a show. Man, and you know what? I thought it was the greatest show of all time. I think it was not a just good one. of our podcast, but ever. I would think so. Yeah, probably beats all the like the the best episodes, of Breaking Bad, and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's a high bar. <laughs> ah, but we we crossed it. Okay. Yeah. How's it going, man? I know. Obviously, we are. We have to address uh, the fact that we're doing a Tuesday episode. Yeah. It's not because of my voice. It's because Dan all of a sudden was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the Bills-Giants game in Buffalo. I was like, oh, I guess we're not doing a show on Monday. Yeah, that was fun, Buffalo. I mean, kind of a, I don't know what kind of town it is. Like, they don't have great food. I've heard that they have they, uh, wings. It's a drinking town. They have wings. We we were excited for the wings, but the buffalo wing has a ceiling. There's only so much you can do to it. It doesn't, I mean. <laughs> well, it's just chicken so at the end of the day, yeah. It's... They were good, but I mean, I wouldn't drive six hours just to, to eat them. But you didn't. No, I was going for a giant game, and they happened to be a, a side quest mm-hmm. of sorts. All right. Stopped at three places. I'm probably not eating buffalo wings for the next for the rest of the year. Okay. I'm winged out. Uh, the Bills Mafia is a fraud. <laughs> the refs are horrible. Uh, Giants time clock management is terrible. It's pretty bad, yeah. Uh I wanted to see someone go through a table. I was in that parking lot all day long. Nobody <laughs> went through a table. They're a fraud. They ham it up for the cameras. I've seen people and, and go through it. tables at MetLife. So it's it's Bill's Mafia, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and they're ruining the song Shout for me, which was one of my favorite songs. They're really? Ruining it for me. Shout? Like? Yeah, because their, their stadium chant is, hey, 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 yeah. let's go, Buffalo. And oh. it's like it's just nonstop in your ear, in your ear the whole time. And it's like, pick a new song, people. <laughs> oh, and, and Ralph Wilson Stadium needs to be knocked down immediately. There's actual bleachers in this stadium. They, they are building a new stadium. They are. They, they actually they, have the funding. It's, it it's costs like coming. It, no, it's it's under construction. Right? Yeah. Everything's everything's broken down. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's total chaos there. there. So it's kind of like when when they were building MetLife here, and everything was a mess too. Yeah, but listen, we didn't. Giant Stadium did not need to be rebuilt. No, it didn't. We did not need a new stadium. We had actual seats. We didn't have bleachers. Hmm. It's, it's way low, way low on the list of stadiums I've been to. Like 
high school. I'm, I'm sure there's high school stadiums in Texas that are better than this. Realistically, you're never going again. I'm to, never going to that to particular Bills. venue. Or... No, but in, in two weeks, no, three weeks, I'll be in Vegas for the Giants um, when they play the Raiders, and that's a brand new stadium, so I'm expecting a lot of things from that one. Okay. Expecting a lot. And of course, they're not at the Apex that weekend. <laughs> no, they're not. They're in Brazil. Yep. They just try to run from me every time. I don't know. Sometimes you go and you're like, nah, I'm not going to go. No, I'm never there when there's an Apex event. Is that right? I thought you were there I've, one I've time. not been there I for an Apex. I can swear you were there once. No, I have not been there for an Apex event. Maybe it's you. Oh, Maybe no, I've been there the for... Who's avoiding I was there for one Apex event, but I was in a World Series of Poker tournament. Yeah, that's what I said. Well, I knew you were there. I, I can't help you were my busy, schedule. I get it, but yeah. Con- conflicted. I'm just saying, you were there. So, that's yeah. true. Yeah, all right. Anyway, yeah, you know what? No one, no one honestly gives a crap about Buffalo or the Giants. Who listens to the show? I, I actually surveyed every listener. None of them care. Shout out to this guy named Cubby. Swanson? I don't know. Cubby was getting yelled at by some guy at the bar from the bartender. No. Oh. Or every single bartender. Cubby, stop throwing stop giving your money away. <laughs> All right. So he must have been a regular there. Yeah. But not a regular listener. So, you know, no. okay. He, he might. I had my I I I wore my couchside judges attire to the game. How many people came up to you and were like, yo, Couchside Judges? More people came up to me and said, hey, what's up, Coach Dable? <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. That's funny. It is. I mean, and now that you've said it, especially when you have the, the headphones on, I can kind of see it. I, I should have just started screaming at them and told them that, you know. And then mismanaging check, the clock? Don't check out of a pass play mm-hmm. there. Yeah. We have no timeouts. But anyway, let's, let's get it back to fighting here, sir. All right, fine. I don't. I don't want to talk football anymore. My team's zero six anyway. I was so excited for them. The first quarter. Yeah. Well, I was like, Survivor Pool is gonna be awesome, and it wasn't. Yeah. Well, anyway, football's done. We're done with football. Yeah. I I don't want to talk about it anymore. You want to talk about Raptors? That's fine. We'll talk basketball. But we're talking about fighting. Yeah, we got fighting. We got a little bit of fighting. Um, quieter weekend than we've had lately. Not a double weekend. Just a just a nice little cozy UFC Apex event. Edson Barboza getting the win over Sadiq Youssef. Really fun fight. Um, off the bat, it was it was pretty hectic. Obviously, Barboza was in a real rough way and then just surges back and pretty much just takes over the fight from, I would say, probably like three or four minutes in to that round. Like, after that point, like, you just didn't see much from, uh, from Sadiq Youssef. Yeah. Anymore. Was this the round that, was that the 10-7 question? Round one is the is, is it one the question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. So to yeah to elaborate for those who may either didn't remember or missed it, um, Michael Bisping looking back in round four. This, this is when this conversation is happening. But looking back at round one, Michael Bisping is kind of putting it out there that oh you know I definitely it's a ten you know because they were asking oh if maybe it's a ten eight in the first round. He's like oh definitely you know the criteria language actually could support being a ten seven. And I'm like, no, no effing way. So I put a tweet out there basically just saying, no, that definitely doesn't 100%. Um, I forget the exact language. It's out there. My words are there. Um, I think most people agreed, except for uh, some dude named uh, Arthur Bateson, who I can't tell if is a parody account or even an actual human because his picture looks like it was generated by AI. <laughs> Uh, and his description is that he was the editor of the Daily Planet from 2005 to 2013. Uh, so it, it leads me to believe we're talking about a parody account here, although one with significantly more following than I have. But I don't know how 
people get followings on Twitter. So, because um, I certainly don't have enough of it. But <laughs> he took a lot of issue with the fact that the language didn't support it, screen capping all the different language and things like that. And I sent him more, and then he did more screen capping, and he'd answer me four or five times before I can answer back. I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to have a, a like a Fox News debate where you were you just shouting at me a bunch of time like uh, say something once i'll have to answer you back man i got no time i'm doing work here mm. but anyway to to sum it up i'm trying to help him understand it look the language absolutely 100 could be more clear I, I i am we've never hidden from that on our show right no language we just did a whole show we on literally it. did a whole episode on what the language needs yeah and and this is kind of a case in point of why hey maybe it'd be a little better to update it a little bit but um Trying to help illustrate for this person that, listen, yes, there's dominance here. Yes, there's damage. You know, there's probably duration, too, of, of the of the uh, damage being done in the first round. It depends, though, because, and we'll, you know, we'll kind of get into this deeper when we actually get to the round itself. But, you know, there is not, like, overwhelming doesn't mean it reaches such a high level for dominance. Like, we're talking about it being over, like, what is what is dominance compared to overwhelming dominance, right? Right. That's what that's me? what I'm trying to help define oh, for this yeah. person, and well, really, just uh, it's it's hard to have conversations on social media with the, people. The thing is, he was he was he did, he made the same mistake I made like three years ago when we had Rob Hines on mm-hmm. as our first guest. When I said you don't need to read any further beyond it says if the fight can be considered uh, you know stopped, it's a ten it can be considered a ten seven. Right. And I said. I didn't. I don't. I don't got to read any further beyond that because that's what the criteria says. Sure. He explained to me. Yes, you. You got to look at the whole. Yes, thing. you're supposed to read the other three paragraphs. You need yeah. to have everything. So I was like, all right. Well, the guy was making the same mistake I made. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's written in there as a quote, which is weird on the criteria document. I'm telling you, there's so, a lot of issues. Interesting. I, I mean, I keep thinking of things that we didn't even cover yeah. from that episode. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, I just, just like, there's yeah. a billion and especially it's like a lot of it's like minutia and stuff. And if we just if you and I and Shawnee talked about like the little itty bitty bits of commas and placement of words and that kind of thing, if we got into that, I mean, that would not be a very interesting show and it would go on forever. But uh, I think we covered a lot of the big stuff, but mm. there there really are just a lot of little things that if added, you know, all addressed and added up, I think would make the document uh, much more uh, clear for people to read and understand. And, and I think that would bridge a lot of the knowledge gap because we are seeing more people actually go to the criteria mm-hmm. as a source. It really has changed a little bit, I think. Certainly not everybody, certainly nowhere near a majority, but I think there is more interest in going to the criteria because so many people say the criteria. So it's like out there, you know? In a way that yeah. I don't think it ever really was, and you know, are, are we part of that? I'm sure. You know, Sean's show most definitely is, um, and I think just the general judging outcry that we tend to have, even overreactionary most of the time, but it, it it still actually I think leads to us having more voices talking about it in a positive way, and, and little by little chipping away. Yeah, I mean, I, there's one thing I want to say. I I, I know Sean said I'd I'd much rather it be even shorter than three and a half pages it could be shorter and i was i was gonna come back right i don't want to get too much into it but i i was thinking i'd be totally okay if we go the other way and it becomes a 15 page document i actually would be okay with that too like um i think i think there's room for it the nfl rule book is like (laughs) it's labyrinthine it it doesn't need to be nearly Mm -hmm. that long but yeah i i think there's room to go into more detail Mm -hmm. i mean shoot if they're not even three pages they're not going to read 12 either so it's like what's the point 
You know, you, unless you get it down to like, you know, five bullet points like they used to give the president, like that's not going to happen. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's, we, we're, we need we need more details, I think. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Edson Barbosa. Edson Barbosa. We'll, we'll table the judging talk for a moment. <laughs> but him himself, I mean, he, he looked really good after the point where he looked really bad. Um, but he really put it together. It such a veteran performance from him. Uh, part of it was Yusuf really did just fade. He really yeah. faded. Um, he was still competitive at times, but not winning um, almost any of the final 21 minutes or so mm-hmm. of the fight, which is pretty remarkable because he was in such a bad way, uh, Barboza. But I guess the question I have for you is what do you do with Barboza next? And and I think they'll have their ideas, the UFC, but my question more is is about what's the most fun fight? that we can give him next in the top 12 at 145. Someone who hasn't faced yet. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who'd be fun, uh, perform, like, create a fun fight that you want to sit there and say, yo, that'll be fun. Calvin Cater. That was my thought, too. Yeah. That was my thought, too. Other than, you know, who I'd proposed uh, uh, a while back, him and mm. Max Holloway, which I know they're far apart in the rankings. I still yeah. think it'd be a fun fight. Um, I would like to see that. It would have been fun to see him and Chan Sung Jung, actually. That would have been a good, like, last fight for... <laughs> Chance of Jung. Yeah, that would have been. I don't want him. No, don't wheel him out. I <laughs> leave him. Leave him retired. I'm just saying that would have been, I think, a better fight <laughs> at the end for for everybody if that was the fight. But whatever, we got what we got. I do like Calvin Cater though. I'm glad you said that because I was definitely I perfectly identified him too. I think they'd be a good comeback fight for Cater coming off the injury, and mm-hmm. I think it'd be a good next step up for Barbosa. I yeah, like I it. think that's kind of really the best way to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't. You can't throw him against giga again so no no there would be no point i mean yeah. there's so many other matchups you'd rather have uh giga chikaze in anyway um it's not necessary there's, it's kind of not can, fair to do giga so many other to do that no it's not so, it's not fair he, to already, giga. he already did what he did i mean he's, there's nothing he really doesn't gain anything from it so you know i i'm i'm not interested in a rematch i want something i want something new i want something new from him you can do something new with him and I think Calvin Cater would be a fun one. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see how that would that fight would go. Um, I like that. Yeah. The other guy who I wanted to talk about here was uh, Michelle Pereira. Yeah. Coming up to middleweight, always probably his natural weight class that he just said, you know what? I'm going to do the Anthony Johnson thing and just like cut, you know, organs out of my body temporarily while I weigh in or whatever he did. Um, now he's at middleweight. I, I'm, I'm much happier seeing that here. Looked really good against Andre Petrosky. You like Petrosky too. So I do. I'm that a... was that was a good performance. Yeah. Was this a short notice fight? I think they put it together a little short notice. I'm not sure. Because I know because the ADCC trials was on the East Coast mm-hmm. this past weekend, and I saw on the competitor list Andre Petrosky. Did he uh, actually compete or? No, I couldn't oh, find he, him in he, any of the brackets. Weekend or the previous week. This this act the same weekend as the fights. Oh, I see. I see. He was on the competitor list oh. as of Friday when I looked at it. And yeah, I'm not sure how, exactly so, how quickly this came together. I know it was like officialized late in the game, so okay. but you never know when these guys are getting the fight, you know. Right, it's true. So, um, but either way, I mean, still a really good performance, and and again, he's at a weight class that he in theory should perform better at anyway. What's his ceiling for you? What do you what do you see uh-huh. out of him? I don't really know. Top ten, maybe. Middleweight's weird. Middleweight is weird. You're so, right. I could actually see him getting into the top five. And 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 maybe, I don't know if he'd become a staple there, but I really could. I think there's pathways there just because there's a lot of stale um, members of the top 15. Uh, a lot of guys who kind of seem like they're on the way down as opposed to the way up. And I think that offers some opportunity for somebody like him. Yeah. Izzy's on a 
semi-retirement. Yeah, I don't know when we're going to see him again. So. Um, who knows? I mean, I, you know what? More power to him. I think that's a good decision. I him. think, yeah. And, and, and Derek Brunson actually just left and signed with PFL, yeah. too. So that's there's two guys who were in the top 10 of the, the middleweight division. They are no longer a part of the UFC's active roster, I guess we could say. Yeah, I think he could do pretty well in middleweight, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, it depends on how they match him up, but I, I imagine somebody like him, if 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 he can be active enough, like and in theory he can take fights more yeah. frequently now, because who knows, maybe he can take sort of late notice assignments like this. You know, listen, just tell them you're available whenever Kelvin is is uh, <laughs> scheduled to fight. Yeah. Kelvin, hell is honestly Michelle Pereira and Kelvin Gaslam sounds like a fun fight. It won't never. Although happen. Although Gaslam, I thought moving was moving down to one seventy. Is that? Oh, is that what he's going? I don't am know. I, am I mistaken? There? I have, yeah, I have no idea. I could have swore, but I, that, uh, maybe once, I'm wrong. Maybe he's gonna fight. Maybe he's not. We don't know. <laughs> Which is a shame. He was one of my favorite guys coming mm-hmm. off the Ultimate Fighter. So, so would we agree though? Probably Michelle Pereira has somewhere around the top It'll five right. potential, yeah. especially in the way the landscape of of it's, of it's the middleweight. It's division, a perfect so. marriage of of. The weight class and I think uh, the personality and the talent and and, and the style. I think that's why if they book it correctly, he could probably end up there pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it'd be like six months, but I could honestly, I could see him rocketing up there within a year ish. Are we expecting Usman and and Hamza to to stay at 185? I have no idea. I don't know how many more fights Kamar Usman's going to take. Yeah. Realistically, he he's never sounded like he wanted to do this forever. And, And, you know, I think he probably sees an opportunity to. To try and go up and and go get another belt, he beat he beats Hamza. It, it, it he beats Hamza. He's, he's, the title. Yeah, absolutely. So. They're, they're they're already calling it a, a, a number, number one contender okay. fight, and I think they'll stick with that. Especially, there's no Adesanya here. There's nothing standing in the way, right. and you know I think we've talked about already. They're not really happy with Drickus Duplessis. They're not really right. looking to just make room for him to get in there either. Which obviously that's a political move, which is stupid, but um, nonetheless. And they're protecting everybody from my guy, Bo Nickel, pretty much. <laughs> yes, of course. Is, is what's happening. There is that, too, yes. Um, <laughs> they don't even want to give him a number yet. No. Because they're, they're just they're scared. It's all, it, they're ruining all their plans. It's based on fear. So mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, that, was, that was kind of all I had as far as, uh, you know, opening topics off of the fights, I guess. But, uh, you know, we do have the unanimity report uh, for UFC Vegas 81. 26 rounds. A lot of decisions here. Um, not too many fights, but a lot of decisions. 20 out of 26 rounds were unanimous for 76.9% unanimity rating. That's solid. It's a solid week, yeah. uh, weekend for, for the judges there. Only one of the rounds was a 9-8 split. So they agreed on the winner. Well, 21 out of 25 times, or 25, 21 out of 26 times. Not bad. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good, uh, that's a good week for them. That does leave us six rounds for contested rounds. And I think it's probably about time we circle back to Barboza and Yusuf, like we were talking about before. Um, the final scores of that, because Barboza did end up winning the final four rounds of that fight. It was 48-46 two times and a 49-46 uh, from one of the judges. So we're really just talking about the degree of round one for Sadiq Yusuf. Let's talk about this round, man. Yeah, Yusuf is bombing on Barboza early. Has him wobbled a couple times. Uh, Barbosa's eye is, is busted up pretty good. Uh, Barbosa, he goes down briefly, but, you know, he's kind of standing. He's wobbled. You can tell he's hurt. Uh, but he's definitely not, like, just running away. He's definitely trying to get no. right, but he's also still kind of in it. He's, he's covering up. He's still fighting, throwing, throwing back. Uh, I don't think he's in, you know, danger of it being stopped. They said that a lot, um, and I didn't necessarily see that. He was I, in trouble, but, yeah, I didn't see him, like, 
on the verge of a stoppage. I think if it, it was stopped, people would have lost their minds. I think so, too. Well, Dominic Cruz especially, who made sure to point out, that's good refereeing. Let him fight through it. Every chance he gets. Oh, my God. Uh, and, you know, then it hits the ground, and, and pretty much they stay there. They're not really doing that much. There's some good ground and pound coming from Yusuf's side. Barbosa's hunting a, a leg lock. It, it, there's really nothing there. It's kind of just, you know, keeping Yusuf at bay a bit. I mean, it's useful in that sense, but yeah. yes, it's not It's not actually, like, effectively getting towards any yeah. of the fight. I think it's a 10-8. Uh, I don't like a 9. I would hate a 7. <laughs> I yeah. I think an eight is the perfect score for a round like this. See, for me, yes, I, I, on, on all three fronts, I agree with you. This is an eight. I don't like a nine. I hate a seven. Um, and the reason I hate the seven, and I don't want to dwell on this too much, but the reason I hate the seven is because really for, for the final three minutes of this round, yes, Yusuf is probably still winning it because he's landing. It's good, but very intermittent lands of the ground and pound. Yeah, it's like the Bills uh, offense <laughs> first three quarters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it's not it's not like it's just not a continuation of the offense in the same respect. It really tails off mm-hmm. significantly. Uh, I think he probably tires here. And I think, you know, we saw we saw signs of that later and you can't judge in hindsight. But mm-hmm. it de- there's definitely a distinct difference between the first two minutes and the final three minutes. And I have to think that maybe that is why Judge uh, Chris Lee only gave a nine for Yusuf, which I still don't like. Especially this is this is the same judge who gave a 10 seven this year. Yeah. Who for for the round which he also didn't agree with, right? Um the the inconsistency there is just very strange. But I I don't I don't love it, but I can see where it was coming from because I you know, you'll talk to um judges, we've talked to judges in the past who they'll see a round where someone is having like a big moment there, but then they very much tail off and it's not continued offense to the same degree. And it really is for a significant period of time. It's the final three minutes of the round. I can see how not that the judge forgot that people people like to say that word like oh they forgot that what happened the first two minutes they didn't mm. forget the first two minutes I'm sure I'm gonna give Chris Lee the benefit of the doubt here but I think there's there's kind of a oh, well we're not really using this time very well kind of thing mm-hmm. and I could see why maybe it, it, it trails off or maybe he doesn't even think Barboza is so nastily hurt because of the fact that he's fighting through it you know maybe yeah, there's maybe something he he's seeing like that. Again, I still strongly disagree, but I can see where the thought process could have been if that was right. the thought. I, I, and I can't speak for Chris Lee, but I can project what a judge might say. In that right. So, so that's kind of where I'm at. But as far as the seven, I mean, you kind of need those other three minutes to be active. You, there, it needs to be a round long version of of kind of what we saw. Where at least he's trying to deal offense like consistently. It's not like he can't stop throwing a punch for two seconds, but you lost there the is, overwhelming. There's a, there's a, the overwhelming is totally gone yeah. of, of of both duration and dominance. I mm-hmm. think. Um, but the I think overwhelming damage. I, I think it's pretty close to it right there. It's not. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I quite hit overwhelming there. It's really close. It's good damage. Yeah. You know, I'd love for scoring to make this be a seven you know i I would love to stress the definitions like we said but it's uh it's just not there it's not what it is it's an eight this is why we have eight this is is an eight eight um i did want to ask you and this is not a contested round but round three Mm. when you watched round three did eight come through your head yeah at the end yeah um i also what also came through my mind was wow edson's really talking himself out of an eight here (laughs) um 
by the tactics after he has him hurt. Yeah, like like dude, it was like absolutely terrible fight IQ in those those rem- those those moments thereafter. Where like he just, almost talked himself out. He could have got a finish there. Yeah, like, he should have just pounded. Um, but I when I watched that, I actually did give it an eight. Okay, I I saw an eight here, and the reason being. I thought he was. I thought he actually had Yusuf in more trouble than Barboza ever was. Oh, I, I thought I he think... was. I think no one was more hurt in that fight as much as we saw Barboza get so badly hurt in the first round. No one was more hurt than during that like forty-five to fifteen seconds left in round three for Sadiq Yusuf. He was in such a terrible way. He's basically just like hoping he doesn't get choked at this point. I mean, he's defending to some degree too, right? But. I, he can't do anything. He's shut down. He's he's hurt, but you kind of on um, Barboza. He doesn't allow you to see that. Yeah, because he he just mothers him. He tries to lock in a Darce that's not there, and then even the ground and pound he was hitting him with was not really all that great. No, there was some. So, there was some that were okay. He, I thought so. He got some through, but, but yeah. I mean, he could if he just it was kept going right instead of attacking a, a, a Darce there. Just just keep. Punching, you keep, the guy doesn't know where he is. Like he was like the Giants uh, managing the clock. Exactly. Yeah. Bring it all full circle. Might as well, might as well work in every team. You should. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he checked to a run on a pass. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I, 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 I still see that one as an eight. I could totally get why it's not. That that's a much closer to a nine than an eight than than anything. So yeah. the fact that all the judges went nine here. I mean, if Chris Lee's not going to go nine in the first round, he's not going to go nine in the third round mm-hmm. either. But um. But the, the other thing, too, about round three is that I thought that Barboza did more with the other four minutes, four plus minutes of the round than with what he... Yusuf did in those other minutes of round one. I thought he had a nice, work. a nice round. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, I think we have a good round for Barboza. Maybe not like a giant round, but like a, a good solid round for him mm-hmm. that turns into, oh, wow, he's really got something here. And that's why I can, okay. in my head, I jumped to eight. All right. Fair. Yeah. I think so. Um, worth talking about. That was not a conversation anybody else uh, was having, really, but me. I'm cool with it. All right. Um, and that was it, really, for that round. I don't, I don't know how many more rounds you feel very super strongly about, but you know, we, we've obviously got five more rounds uh, that we'll uh, we'll get to right now, right? Yeah. Starting with two in the curtain jerker between uh, Emily. Uh, what what was that? What was it that uh, Dominic Cruz was calling her? Ducote? Is that what he was saying? Oh, no, no. Ducote. He. he I said I said this uh, I tweeted this out that he is the number one pound for pound worst at name pronunciation on the <laughs> UFC broadcast team because he most definitely like if there's a name he'll find a way to butcher it I mean he knows what he's talking about with most stuff except for judging but like names oh my god someone's got to just write it out for he him doesn't he doesn't listen to that that database that they have no 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 so. I'm sure Annex like come on Dom come on Dom I don't know yeah. maybe not but anyway which I, I guess John hasn't gotten my message to work more um I guess. Oh, oh, he won him on the more calls. Uh, yeah, yes, uh, yeah. less Brendan, more John. I think he wants probably less work for more money. Hey, That's what we all want. Don't we all? Yeah, exactly. I, look, I get it. Uh, but Emily Ducati, I believe. Ducati, Ducati. Now he's messing me up. I don't even know. Well, Ducati's a motorcycle, I think. Ducati, yeah. Ducati. <sighs> I think it's Ducati. Emily Ducati. Just Emily. She goes by Emily now. That's all right, Em. Gordinia. That are, I believe that means donut or something. I had great donuts this morning. Yeah? That's yeah, great. Really good. Glad to hear it. We're not going to talk about that. Um, We're talking about this fight. Okay. Ashley Yoder uh, was the loser on this fight. It was a 29-28 twice and a 30-27. Unanimous decision for Emily, just Emily. 
Uh, but we're talking about rounds one and two because each of those rounds had uh, Yoder as the... By the way, I don't even think I addressed real quick. Uh, it was Chris Lee who was in the previous round we talked about was uh, the out judge. Judges Derek Cleary and Sal D'Amato were the ones who saw the eight, just like you and I. Yeah. I should put that out there. But back to this fight. Yes, we do have two judges... Are two rounds where one judge saw it for Yoder. She was never the majority scorer. So let's talk about round one first. Yeah, this was a super close round. I think early on, they're both missing quite a bit. You know, a lot of volume, not many connects. Uh, when they do connect early in the round, Dona is landing harder. <laughs> uh, and really all Yoder has is a head kick and a left-hand combo that, you know, Dominic Cruz is pointing out well because that's, that's his lane and he does it very well. Oh, yeah, he's good in that lane. Um. And she does have some success with the left hand after she throws out that head kick. But I do think Dakota landed good to the body and to the legs, but her most effective attacks were upstairs to the head. I was leaning Dakota until Yoder uh, lands a head kick. Uh, the best shot around kind of like buckled the legs slightly. Uh, that second half of the round, Yoder really started landing her left much more often. I thought they were pretty hard. Very, very close round, but I think it's Yoder 10-9. Yeah, I liked what Yoder was doing toward the end of the round, too. I think I think she took what was a, a very, very close round and made it just a little bit easier for me. Not that it was—I I still see both ways. I, I can totally understand why I would go the other way, but I, I did side with Yoder, and I feel good about my score. Mm-hmm. But that's, it's very close round. Very, very, very close round. Um, So I saw it the same way as you. We saw it with Sal D'Amato, who's the out judge, uh, where Judges Cleary and uh, Eric Colon— Saw this one for just Emily. What does that mean for Judge D'Amato? Couch side over. Boy, it's a really good thing we didn't have one last week. Cause I would not have been that. <laughs> that, that would have been, oh my God. If I sounded like death just talking, imagine me trying to do. Or something like that. I'd probably sound like Chewbacca, like yeah. going into his death throes. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there's now there's an override. Good job uh, by Judge D'Amato. The other two judges, they messed up. They're terrible. Just kidding. <laughs> round two. Yeah, this was another very close round. Early on, it looked like Dakota was going to win it pretty easily or pretty clearly. Uh, I thought she was landing to the Betty, uh, to the body, not to the Betty. What is the Betty? I don't know what the Betty is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to the body uh-huh. uh, with more impact, uh, to the head with more impact than she did in the previous round. While Yoder seemed to be missing, landed with less impact uh, when she actually did land. But that final minute and a half, Yoder starts to land some big left hands. Solid knee up the middle. She really closed the gap. Very, very close. I just don't think she surpassed it. I think it's still a 10-9 to Cody round. Yeah, around like that, like you kind of just saying to yourself, hey, did she pass it or not? You know, mm-hmm. and, and for some judges, and in this case, it's uh, it's Judge Cologne who saw it for Yoder. Yes, she passed it. And, and I think that's fine. I think it's always tough to say, well, where, what at what point did we get past it here? It's a very inexact science. So, you know, I did side with you uh, and the majority for just Emily. And, uh, yeah, not not a problem for Judge Cologne to go that way. So we saw it uh, with Judge Cleary and D'Amato yeah. as well. Um, really what it was is that Ducote ultimately did well enough in each round. And then by the end, Yoder was kind of a mess. Her face uh, had a bunch of cuts in places that made yeah. it look like she had different eyebrows and things. It, just, <laughs> it wasn't a good look. Um, but you know what? It's fight. These things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it for that fight. Moving on a little later in the card, I believe this was still on the prelims for whatever. I don't know why they structure their fights the way they do. I, I hate like wringing my hands over like card placement anymore because at this point it almost seems like they don't care. But like sometimes you just want explanations. Like what is it? What is the thinking behind it? Like just tell me. Um, 
Why would you put Darren Elkins, <laughs> who's literally known as the damage, and we all just expect him to just be in these wild, crazy fights? Why not just put him later in the card? Granted, this wasn't a barn burner, but he did get the finish over TJ Brown. Round three, rear naked choke submission. Uh, it was mostly his yeah. fight, except for round two is a, is a split round. So let's talk about it. Yeah, Darren Elkins, this was a crazy round. Very grappling heavy. I Not a, like, a, like a ton to score. Not a ton of scoreable uh, offense, I felt like. I, I kind of disagree a little bit. Okay. But on the feet, uh, Brown landed a good knee to the head and a good leg kick. More, I guess more than the other two rounds, I would say. Uh, other than Elkins was relentless with the takedowns. Getting on top, landing a couple of strikes, continuing to win all the scrambles. Dom Cruz with the, you know, the... The alpha male compliment didn't really expect that. Yeah, that was like, all right, Dom has turned a page. There is hope. He is now on for Keith Peterson to Keith. Pe- well, he's, yeah. yeah, he's his new target. No, At one, some point, that page may turn. One day, fences will be mended. <laughs> um, I think Elkins did land on the feet as well, but it was mostly his grappling. And when Brown would try to engage, try to attack a sub, it was it just never worked out for him. He lost. He always ended up on bottom in worse position uh, in side control. Uh, Always getting reversed. I think he. I think he did get effectively out grappled, um, and that's why I scored it for Elkins ten nine. I went the other way. I scored this for Brown. I just thought that the damage was done a little bit better from his end. Okay, really. But you know, we're we're talking about. Okay, so when I say not much scoreable offense, I I still stand by that. I still don't think there's a crazy amount of scoreable offense here, but there is more than especially the first round. So I think a closed round here. I think if if you had more, I think if Elkins was able to have done more with his grappling advantages, like it would have been a no brainer. And that's kind of what I'm talking okay. about here. You know, it, it, he could have made this a simpler fight to score, a simpler round to score, and he just right. didn't quite get there. Um, but yeah, so I, so I went with Brown. You obviously went the other way. You were in the majority though. You saw it with uh, judges Ron McCarthy and Brian Miner. I saw it with Chris. All right. So this this time I'm with with Judge Lee. Okay. Agree to disagree. Sure. All right. Moving on to Christian Rodriguez. This was the curtain jerker for the main card. Uh, got the win over Cameron Simon. Unanimous nod, 30-27 twice, and a 29-28. So we're talking about round one in a fight that was basically Rodriguez otherwise. So what's happening here? It's another very close round. Both guys want to slug it out. Lots of spinning stuff and good kicks coming from Simon's end. Everybody loves spinning uh, he's got He's got Rodriguez bleeding a bit. Uh, Rodriguez was able to get a good slam takedown off of one of those spinning uh, spinning attacks. Uh, he landed some hard punches. He had a pretty good Dars in there briefly. I mean, Simon was able to get out pretty quickly. Uh, I do think it's a very close round, but I lean Rodriguez 10-9. Yeah, Simon, I feel like he just kind of, he, he had like a good, I don't want to say a spurt or burst, but there was like a good period of the, like the middle part of the round where he actually had some good success, but otherwise it did feel to me more like a Rodriguez round. Uh, but not... Not to a degree that's so dominant, you know, that mm-hmm. you couldn't go the other way. I think this is perfectly fine as a split round. Yeah. Although it was the first round, you know, didn't ultimately matter mm-hmm. anyway. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is this is not a crazy one. No, not that I saw. I wasn't following closely the social media conversation. I know you were in Buffalo, where it's like a third world nation without a without internet service. But, service, uh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I was texting you once in a while, and like usually Dan Dan is one of those guys who's actually pretty good at answering your messages when he sends them. And he, I wasn't hearing much from him. I was getting a lot of radio static from this guy. Like, it's horrible. Where is he? Very horrible. What nation are you in? Are you in? Are you in Antarctica? We were almost in Canada. 
Yeah, I know. Basically, I, I know geography. Oh, uh, and then oh, all, all these fans are like, you're not from New York. You play in New Jersey. And we're like, well, you're not in Buffalo. You play in Orchard Park. <laughs> What's <different? laughs> yeah. That's fair. Right. You're almost in Canada. <laughs> well, so is Buffalo. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, we, we saw it with the majority here for Rodriguez uh, with Judges Cleary and Tony Weeks. Uh, judge D'Amato was the lone judge seen for Simon. Again, not crazy. And I don't know if people were complaining about it. If they were, they forgot about it. So mm-hmm. moving on to our final round of contested rounds. And this is Melissa Dixon getting the win over Arena Alexeva, who is, I believe she knows the Russian Ronda or something like that. Yeah, and she didn't want to be called that or something, right? She was disrespectful. Either she doesn't want to be called that or Melissa Dixon didn't. Th- I-, I missed who was said that it shouldn't be said but someone was the russian ronda yeah well, I, well she was the russian ronda alexiva oh but i don't know who said it was a disrespectful thing to be called i don't know well, if i think alexiva, alexiva didn't it... want to be called it oh okay i thought that's it was why, i thought I it was that Di- i thought maybe it was that dixon didn't oh. think that name should be i meant that's what i'm saying i missed um, it i don't know i don't know we've already wrung our hands on this too many times no one cares although i'm i thought this was the most interesting round um, sure okay so. i mean there's that but yeah i mean it, either way dixon got the win uh, it was 29-28 twice for her and a 30-27. So uh, that does mean we've got a majority for Alexiva here. But let's talk about this round before you and I say what we end. Yeah, I thought they were trading some big shots in the beginning, and I thought Dixon was landing the heavier shots. But uh, she is not wearing damage well at all. Her face is all swollen and red very, very quickly. Uh, and then she does get blasted with a big right hand that sends her to the canvas. Alexiva couldn't really do much. As Dixon was back up quickly and ended up on the back in the final 30 seconds of the round. Mm. Uh, I think she landed some solid punches there, some elbows uh, to really steal that round back from uh, a knockdown where Alex Eva did jump ahead. And then it was, it like, was, it was like it was a good knockdown too. you know, yeah. the flash knockdowns where they're like they get right and they're fine. Yeah. Like this one, Dixon was not OK. She got, she got smacked. Yeah, pretty good. She did. It was like she was ahead. And then she got smacked, and now she's, like, quite behind. She's totally lost it, yeah. And then they got into a grappling s- sequence, and, you know, she's still behind. And then she's able to get the back, and then she started landing some good shots, mm-hmm. and she pulled ahead at the end. That's how I saw it. 10-9 Dixon. Yeah, I also did, too. But I can understand why. Like, where again, where is the point where we cross over into, okay, it's not her round anymore? Like, what what, what is the point where we've crossed back over the plane, you know? So, I... Again, it's hard to really go crazy on a round like this. There's a lot of ebb and flow, and and you know, I saw it. I saw it for Dixon just like you, uh, just like Chris Lee. Again, he was the outjudge here, outjudged three out of six times, but I'm now siding with him two out of three times. Although the third, I said no, um, not not the greatest. We should probably add that round to uh, to review for later too. Okay. I don't think it's I don't think it's as bad as some of the other ones that no. we, we're going to be talking about later this year. But it, it, throw it in the mix. Um, but yeah, so I I, I think round one. I feel I feel like this is a Dixon round, but it it could certainly go the other way because it's again, where is that point? Um, judges Cleary and and Anthony Maynard certainly saw it for Alexiva, and that's fine. But uh, you and I seeing it for uh, for Dixon with Judge Lee, what does that mean for Chris Lane? Couch that over. <laughs> Got a little extra oomph in that one. That's for that's for Judge Lee, and that's it, man. That's our contested rounds for this time. Four finishes on this card. Like I said, is a lot of decisions. Three. TKOs, no regular KOs, one submission, um, the one we talked about with uh, with Elkins and on Brown. Two of the fights ended in the first round. What was your favorite of the four finishes? Darren Elkins were naked choke sure. over TJ Brown. That was You would go with the sub. He just he, 
he was just so much better on the ground, and I loved it. He, just, he was, but you finally st- and this was the round where you really started seeing him like take advantage of of the positions he was getting. You know. Yeah, but I mean, even in the scramble, some of the maneuvers he was doing, it's like, oh, is that why we do that in warm-ups? Because <laughs> it actually applies to situations? Imagine that. Yeah, look at that. Fancy that. So I, and He didn't really bleed much, right? No, he, he didn't. Bleeding. Not too much. He was not a bloody mess. No. It's unfortunate. You like you like to see him, you know, be mangled. And, he should and blade Unrecognizable. <laughs> like he's should blade. Like WWE. Like New Jack. In the 80s. Must be New 90s. Jack here. Just cut his <laughs> cut heads open. So. Jeez. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, no, that was obviously that was a good finish. Uh, and yours? I sided with, uh, for, for my favorite finish, Jonathan Martinez chopping down Adrian Yanez with the leg kicks. Round two. Yeah, I'm not shocked there. That's a that's a good finish. Oh, uh, they were those were some gnarly neck kicks, and and by then, like it didn't even look like the last one was like awful compared to others. But it was, I think it was just like, all right, I've had my my leg has had enough. I can't I can't fake this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I'm trying, I'm trying, but it, it, you know that that's not that's not an indictment of uh, Yanni's toughness there. I think that's just um, Jonathan Martinez and those guys, uh, man. Mark Montoya's guys, they just chop your legs mm-hmm. like crazy. I mean, Chris Gutierrez, another guy who was really stuck low on the prelims, and even he said, like, I don't want to be on the prelims next time, you know, yeah. after his fight. So, man. Well, you know what? I do have a thought on this. What's your thought? I like what you think. On fight night cards, who cares? I don't even care. There's no there's no main card. There's no prelim. It's just, it it's depends one, who's watching, though. I mean, when is, which, which, what time slot are they promoting to people, you know? Is it, are we maximizing the the audience? I think is that that's where it really not matters this time about of year placement. Not this time of year with college football. College football has all the ESPN main network channels. You can only watch UFC on the app. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's hard to say. I mean, I don't know what the numbers are. They don't really release that type of thing anymore, unless they're very happy with it and then they put it out. But um, I don't know. There's there's a status involved with it though. There, too, see, you know? I, on a pay per view, I hundred percent get it. And I understand where the UFC is like, okay, our prelims are actually on ESPN. Sure. So we're going to lead into it. So we want a good fight to lead in and make people buy the buy the card. But I also get fighters wanting to be on the actual pay-per-view portion. There's still an element so. of people associate, well, this fight's more important because it's placed higher, you know? So if it's lower on the card, people, let's say people who don't think as much about it will just assume it's not as important. Well, yeah. So there, that's part of it, and the fighters feel that too. You know, no, I think I let think the fight, let the fighters feel respected. I think the company that's exactly what they do. Right, they don't. This this means nothing to us. Who cares? We would rather this fight. But the fighters care. That's what I'm saying. Also, why are we putting? Not that we did it this time. There were no heavyweight fights. But why are we putting those heavyweight fights as the co-main or the one before the co-main all the time that nobody ever wanted to watch? Because the casuals, is it a built-in bathroom break? Is that what it is? No. Well, yeah. For for, I mean, I wish I would just take a bathroom break for every heavyweight fight where there wasn't, you know, two top ten guys. Give them, give them five minutes and then go. I think that's yeah, you, you, it, that's where you do it. You got to give them the five minutes of your time and say, "Listen, you get this done. I'm gonna watch you and I'm gonna celebrate you. If you make it to that bell after round one, I'm going to the bathroom. And I don't care if I miss anything." On it, it's sad because anytime a heavyweight gets a knockout in the first five minutes. I have a sense of relief <laughs> instead of excitement. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's it's sad it's gotten to that. You know, I would lo- I I feel like that we should go back and look at like the heavyweight fights that they've had this year and say, all right, which of the fight put put aside the ones that ended in the first five minutes. Those those are the ones that did their job. Mm-hmm. After that point, which of those fights had 
not just a finish, but like a finish that was worth watching. Like one where you're like, oh, that was good. Yeah, we should. You know? Okay. I'm, I'm going to go back and look at that because there's probably only like 20 heavyweight fights like that anyway. It's not going to take long. Mm. So, and most of them are probably terrible decisions. Not, I mean, I don't mean a terrible decision in the sense it was poorly judged, but in the sense that it was a terrible fight that went 15 minutes. <laughs> anyway, that is it for UFC Vegas 81. Let's look ahead to something a little bigger. UFC 294 numbered event. Abu Dhabi. This being Abu Dhabi, it is going to start their local time of, of prime time or late time, I guess. So it's 2 p.m. Eastern time main card start. Yeah. Do you like these two two o'clock? I, I I do. Not this time of year. I think the UFC should I, well, pick you, a different. You obviously want they like should, a break for college football. They right? should pick a different day. This <laughs> is this for the final three months of the year. Well, it is what it um, is. You get what you get, sir. It is what you get. What you get. But I do think they're gonna. They the numbers may not be that great for this pay per view. You have Penn State versus Ohio State at twelve, and the main card starting at two. I don't know if people are gonna actually buy the card. I still feel like there's a lot of um, like not crossover between fight fans and college football fans. I really don't. I think that but, a lot of but them the are big very number, different. The big numbers come from the outsiders buying a card. Sure. So not wrong, but also not everybody who's an outsider is just gonna be college football fan. There's a lot of people who are just like I don't. I don't even watch other sports, but like if it's a good fight, I will watch this good oh, fight. I don't. I think they'll probably do fine. Also, ESPN pays them a hefty sum just to have a card, so it doesn't really yeah. matter. So wow. They they went out either way. But this is a good fight. Islam Akhjev versus Alexander Volkanovsky, number two, which came together, of course, just a few weeks ago very quickly when uh, Charles Oliveira, which was going to have his rematch mm-hmm. against Makhjev, big old cut on his brow, sliced open, probably, I forget what, if they said why, but my guess was it was like a, probably a headbutt or something. Clapping something sparring, yeah. Some, something that wasn't supposed to happen, that they weren't just going hard, probably just someone put their head in the wrong spot. That's That was always my guess, but... um, Which I kind of still don't understand. What? Why, why a cut shuts off a fight? I think they can't get um cleared if there is But that, that's my thing, is like, why? Because... Cuts hap- reasons, man. Cuts happen in the fight, and the fight just doesn't automatically stop. I mean, yeah, I, get, I, I guess I think they don't want spot. them to like. They ideally don't want them to keep going when they have terrible cuts either. You know, and this actually was a bad spot. Too, it's a, so it's it's a like bad how, spot. How quick is mean, gonna heal up? I don't know. I mean, Dana was saying, listen, we could have got a plastic surgeon there, and they're gonna save the fight. Mm-hmm. But they didn't because no one wants to say anything right away. Well, also, what was the point? Because they they just said, well, let's just do this fight. Yeah, after the fact. Yeah. But the. Everything happened. I mean, this probably what should have been the fight, regardless. Maybe. No, I, mean, I was okay I with. Was. I was okay with them doing what they did. But obviously, everything all's well that ends well. I think this is still going to be an interesting fight. Uh, rematch, of course. From oh no, yeah, it's going to be no. Volk is going to win this one. You really okay? You um, think he's going to be the double I champ think, now? Yeah, Volk okay. double champ. By what? The only reason Ola Plata. I don't know why, but Volk gets better in rematches a lot better. I don't know. I would say because so, he actually the first fight with him and Max was a very good, almost one sided fight for him, and then the second fight was much closer, as we know. What was the third fight? Third fight was very, very lopsided in his favor. But that's three, not two. Falk is going to win this. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm not making any pick, but I actually am talking to uh, Alexander Volkanovsky today, so we'll okay. see. Uh, we'll see if he has any interesting insights. This being uh, over in Abu Dhabi and UFC essentially acting as the commission, they will be bringing in uh, top judges from Europe and United States. I would imagine so. Mm-hmm. It'll be one of those good collective judges uh, summits, in a sense. I think. I think we get some good judging here. All right. Other fights on the card, of course, they did save. Uh, Hamza Chimaev was supposed to fight Paulo Costa. Costa comes out because he has 
like several surgeries or something like that. And uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, I had surgery. I'll still fight. And then he has another surgery the day he was saying he was still going to fight. It's like, what are you talking about? And he had a third one today, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Or something tomorrow. Like yeah, some, something coming up this week anyway. Very strange. Who knows? Maybe everything's made up. I don't know. But anyway, Kamaru Usman steps in. So we have essentially a blown up middleweight or a welterweight fight at middleweight, which is probably the best way to do middleweight. Just let the welterweights come up. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll probably make the welter uh, middleweight division better. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is it's definitely an interesting fight. Is a it's not the fight we expected, but I'm curious to see how it goes. There's the implications we talked about before. The winner is supposed to get the the next title shot. I imagine that would. I don't see a reason why they wouldn't stick to that. Sometimes they say that, and you're like, yeah, okay, buddy, we'll see, but. This feels like they're going to do that, um, especially if Usman, you know, it's a very established name. Yeah. Um, other fights on the card. I, honestly, I don't love the depth of this card. I think the pay-per-view is perfectly fine. The the prelims, I don't have fights that I'm jumping all over. I'm sure a lot of them will be fun anyway, but fights that stood out. This is on the main card. Magomed and Kalaev, who fights in Abu Dhabi whenever they can. I think he's one of the guys they like to request there against Johnny Walker. It's kind of a weird fight for Ankalaev coming off of the draw in the title fight where a lot of people thought maybe he was a more likely guy to win that fight if he were to score just rounds and not 10 yeah. and stuff. I don't know. Well, I guess he needs a fight. He's got a fight. It's been a while. Or maybe since it was the 10 fight, Excuse so. me. I, I messed up that. But um, yeah, obviously he was, he was mad about judging after that. So I don't know what the deal is. We'll see. Um, over on the prelims, I do like Tim Elliott against Muhammad Makayev. That's a good step for Makayev, mm-hmm. I think. I like this fight at 125. Uh, and then I, I like Nathaniel Wood. I don't know as much to be perfectly honest about uh, Muhammad Naimov. Uh, Wood Wood has been a, a very interesting since he came up to one forty five. So I like that fight. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Did anything else jump out at you? Or yeah, I liked uh, Ikram Aliskarov and Warley Alves. Okay, I think that should be pretty fun. Uh, and we got um, Javid Basharat versus Victor Henry. I think that would be pretty good. Oh, one okay. Too. But Abu Azaitar is he the one that got he got cut and then he got re-signed? For stealing a bag, and it was all big misunderstanding or something. Last time they were in Abu Dhabi. That sounds right. I think that was yeah. And there was a whole "what's in the bag" thing. Yeah, and no yeah. One, He still doesn't want to answer it. It's, right. It's, it's very weird. Was that it? Was him? I believe so. Okay. I, I think that's. Uh, well, he's on the fight. Yeah. Uh, I think Dudakova is pretty interesting. Astrowitch is fighting Jinyu Fry. Mm, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's fights here. It's like as far as pay per view goes, like this isn't the most stacked of cards. I think they're saving that for New York. New York's actually a pretty good card. Well, for a thousand dollars to get in the door, it better be a pretty good card. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a pricey one. That's true. Um, we'll be talking about that in a few weeks. But yeah, um, I mean, I'm definitely excited for this card. I I, I like. I think the top two fights alone really sell this. Yeah, oh for sure. Uh, you can sometimes that's all you need. They're better fights. Was that? They're better fights. No, oh, than they were. Then they were. They're saying they, they both. Improved. They're both upgrades. They're upgrades. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Yeah. I, don't know. I think Cox will see. Yeah. See, you can hear. You can sort of hear my voice, kind of like he's cracking out a bit, right? Yeah. yeah. He's, I'm telling you, I'm not back. It means ninety eight shows over because Scott's voice is I about to give out. out. Yeah, I think we probably should just wrap it. Okay, we'll be back again on Monday this time for real. For real, you're not going anywhere. Not going anywhere right, this good. week. Thanks for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good week. <laughs>